Alright, ready, Bert? <laughs> I love that warm up sound. <laughs> That's how we know you've taken broadcast lessons. Alright? You want to do a, like an action thing? Oh, um. Podcast episode 9 A Bug's Life. Take take one. Oh, take uh, take one and only take. <laughs> Welcome back to uh, Crawl Cats today. Today's a remake. We're switching up a little bit today. Um, today is going to be um, an episode of Crawl Cats. I oh, know Crawl Crawl Cast. Everything bugs. Yeah. I'm just going to tell everybody our big announcement is oh, that yeah, every yeah. single episode, instead of just being generic episode nine or ten, we're going to name them from now on to kind of get a little taste. This one is. Named after the hit Disney movie or Pixar, whichever one it is. Maybe it's the same company. But this one's called A Bug's Life. Yeah, it was a knockoff of the even better movie Ants. <laughs> a, uh, more, a, a more inclusive Ants. Yeah, a much more inclusive Ants. Just a broader version of Ants. Yeah. Uh, pretty good pretty good episode. I, I think, yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to take a, a, little, a little detour down south. And by south, I mean below the surface of the earth, uh, where there's a whole other animal kingdom uh, inhabited by not mammals, uh, sometimes reptiles, but not just reptiles, not amphibians, not birds, but something even crazier. Yeah. Creepy, crawly things. Um, <laughs> so first we want to say our definition of insect today um, is pretty much anything that is... Kind of creepy, crawly, or crunchy. The three C's of, <laughs> of um, animals. Good disclaimer. Yeah, so that way... You, you should be the pet lawyer. Yeah, say, yeah creepy, crawly, crunchy. So, that's, okay. so that includes um, spiders, uh, millipedes... Centipedes. Moths. Ants. Yeah, moths. Ants. ants. Pretty much any... Pretty much any insect, I think, can go under one of those three categories. Yeah, anything you'd ever call a bug... Or what the uneducated listener might call a pest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those are our insect friends yeah. for today's episode. And so today we're gonna go and take the word. We're gonna change the T and the S instead of pest. We're gonna call them pets. <laughs> um, so just to start out, we're gonna throw some cool facts about insects. Turns out there are nine hundred thousand different known. Living insects on the planet today. Insane. Um, the number, estimated number, is ten quintillion. I wish I could tell you how many zeros that is, but it might take me a few moments to count it out. I think that might be fifteen zeros. Nineteen zeros. A one zeros. Nineteen zeros. That is insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, insects are divided into thirty-two groups. Uh, and the largest of those groups is actually the beetle. Uh, one of every four insects is a beetle, which I would never I have guessed. guessed. I was thinking ants. Yeah. Are ants beetles? Well, 
Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> the spot. You check your facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I, that's my bad. So just so you guys know, before we get these stats from, I'm getting from the Smithsonian <laughs> Institute. Uh, Joel yeah. is getting his from Kids Connect. That is K-I-D-S-K-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. And this is the Bug Facts and Worksheets page. So I think this is actually mostly for teachers to print this out and talk about it in kindergartens and so on. But, yeah. you know, teachers, they always tell the truth. So I figure this is as good as the Smithsonian. Yeah, I mean, mine only has five real academic resources yeah. as references in there. Mine, they didn't even bother citing them because they're all backed up. It's just, it's it's cool. I just want to say the one stat that really blew me away oh, about yeah. bugs is... um. There are two million insects for every human being on this planet. Absolutely insane. That's just crazy. Imagine how many insects there are for each panda. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> there are like a million... Well, no. Like <laughs> more than like 200 million. Probably like a billion almost. Oh, no. I meant like how many humans per panda. I'll say insects per panda. Oh, yeah. That's astronomical. Man. Absolutely astronomical. Crazy, um, you know we don't. I don't think we don't think about these co co inhabitants of the earth that much. We a lot of people just kill them right off the bat. We'll be talking a little bit more about the morality of that and kind of a tender tender way that you can approach that later. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're outnumbered. Let's just put it that way. If you've seen the latest Indiana Jones, the Crystal Skull, um, you see when the pets. I mean, in, the insects finally got their revenge on someone and they ate that dude yeah also in the hit movie with brendan fraser the mummy um the guy uses insects they have insects that crawl in people's bodies i think i don't know if that's real life but when there's Crazy. 900 million species it's plausible that that is a real bug yeah you know actually i was just this just came to me the insects maybe they're making getting some revenge we have some close friends who uh, they were recently invaded by bed bugs <laughs> in the in, in in the frozen tundra of Utah. Oh, they got bed bugs. I thought that was a thing for pirates or like places without electricity. No yeah. offense, our developing world listeners. Yeah, I've but, yeah I've been to a lot of places with no electricity. I've never seen bed yeah, bugs. Yeah, so it's like I don't know if that's a testament to how they live or what. To be fair. The guy did visit Florida uh, <laughs> like shoot. a week before, so it's very like I've been to Pensacola, Florida, and I can guarantee I'd rather sleep in some of the places like in different countries that without electricity or running water oh. than stay in Pensacola, Florida. <sighs> Scary place. A uh, lot of insect friends there. I, I bet the ratio of insects to humans is even higher there <laughs> than, than the global average. Uh, I've got another fun fact here. Um, most insects can fly. <laughs> uh, That's true, though. Like, if you think about it, like, if you name me, if you give me an insect, and, you, and if, I, if it's like if it flies or not, ants, well, they have they have parts that can fly. Butterflies, eat, fly. Yeah. Um, so, beetles fly also. Yeah, beetles can fly. Grasshoppers fly. Flies <laughs> fly. Um, what about a centipede? Maybe there's a flying centipede. I don't know. Probably. There's 900 million different species. It's true. We can't rule it out. Imagine how scary that would be, or how impressive, or how majestic that would be—a flying centipede. 
Man, I do some real damage. Yeah, it'd be pretty crazy. Me and Joe, pretty much all, pretty much all these fun facts we've pretty much given you, just to show you like how many insects there are on this planet. Yeah. This one right here, one termite nest in South America can have up to three million individuals. Ooh. It's like the population of Utah in one little nest. Yeah, right. In one tree stump. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Here's an interesting one. This one's kind of surprising to me. Insects were the earliest organisms to produce sounds and to sense them. Uh, you know, insects are pretty quiet. That's one thing I really like about insects, is they don't really bother us that much. The they're either, I was gonna say, they're either really quiet or really annoying. Yeah, like the, the, the cricket. Yeah, or like those one... Not the company. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Yeah, special announcement coming up. Um, but yeah, yeah, I guess they were, they were highly intelligent. So maybe, they, maybe insects communicated before humans did. No, if you think about it, also, um, a lot of alien uh, species out there are, seem to have the shape of insects. Oh, yeah. So, sure. It's pretty crazy. Right. So now, and with there being so many of them, it's not a surprise that as human beings, we try to domesticate them and bring them into our own world. So we want to talk about a little bit about insects as pets. Um, unfortunately, one of our good friends who owns an insect for a pet He's currently excavating on an Indiana Jones excursion, yeah. um, so we were not able to call him today. But he has a pet tarantula, and um, crazy stories came from that. Oh yeah, crazy. His name is Shelob. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, Shelob. A little reference to Lord of the Rings for all you fans. And uh, actually, let's. I'll just tell a quick story about yeah, that. Tell story. about it. So it once uh, escaped. And he couldn't find it for like a few weeks, and then one day, uh, his brother was doing laundry, and there was Sheila just hanging out in his laundry, happy as can be, just fine. So pets are—I mean, uh, arachnids, spiders can make great pets because uh, a lot of times they don't need a lot of care; they can take care they're of themselves. They're very independent, very independent animals. Yeah. And not vengeful. It didn't bite anyone, even though it had been kind of ignored. It just kind of wanted to hang out in some line, nice laundry. Yeah, I think I think that's one thing about um, insects is that it's. I mean, you give them a, you, you give them some few insects to eat, and they're pretty much content. Like most, I think a lot of insects are very low on the um, food pyramid. So being actually domesticated or kept in a cage really heightens their their, their survival. Yeah, because then they're not being preyed upon. Um, there's actually an interesting article about how to choose the right pet bug for you. Um, pretty much all I learned from it, it's a really long article, but the uh, subheadline is just consider a millipede. And it's pretty much as far as I got in the article. Because <laughs> I feel like that was pretty, pretty good. Uh, it's by Tao Tao Holmes. But he says consider a millipede. Um, yeah, I don't really know why, but it, they have a lot of legs, which is kind of cool. Um, also low maintenance, and also provide a wow factor. I think we've talked about that before. Yeah. That a very cool thing about a pet is that when a pet provides a wow factor. Yeah, that's a big reason for pet ownership. Uh, and, you know, as I tend to do, I just want to mention really quick, and this is a direct quote from the article, actually. Like any pet, there's a lot to consider with bug ownership, time, money, and space being key concerns. So... Yeah, you know, insects, they don't need a lot of space, but they aren't for everyone. So you make, make sure you have a good home, suitable light, heat, 
and space and uh, view and good view yeah for your for your insect pet that you're about to have um and so yeah that's just an important thing to consider that's just a legal disclaimer and you can unmute it now because that was really boring sorry <laughs> well, like and the nice thing about pets and you said cost me and joel are actually been uh doing some research on like how much insects cost as pets first thing i took away from this some of the top insect dealers have really poor websites oh, yeah <laughs> but don't let that be a distraction or deterrent <laughs> from you from buying um an insect um the article mentioned a few of them one guy let me see here his name is uh Ken the Bug Guy. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, that's the sponsor of today's show, I just realized. Um, yeah, Ken the Bug Guy. If you get on there, you can see all of the animal, um, yeah, all the animals for sale. Um, my favorite, actually, is one of the... Uh, what was it? I was clicking on all of these uh, animals to try to see. But you'd be surprised. Like, a scorpion's... Your average scorpion goes for $20. That's a very cheap investment for like a really like wow factor um, type of uh, animal. Yeah. I've, I've wanted a scorpion for some time. I think it'd be cool. Bit very off-putting to most people, but you can get like a glow-in-the-dark scorpion for only $25. Um, and <laughs> oh, that's a, cool. Yeah, non-glowing one, only 20 Great price compared to like an English or French bulldog, which we've referenced on this podcast. Yeah or uh, a cat when you consider the cost of litter and things like that so like and then like roaches i mean they're known to be able to survive like anything so you can get 10 roaches for 15 dollars um very low maintenance if that's your thing like go for it get on there ken the bug guys a lot of these a lot of his um insects are sold out but for some reason he has all roaches seem to be available for purchase lucky us <laughs> Yeah, he's got all kinds of things. Other arachnids. This is one that I found very interesting. This is the uh, Dinothrombium Dinothrombium special giant velvet mite, white spotted edition, and it's uh, basically a tiny, tiny insect. It's red with white dots. It looks really cool. It looks like it maybe belongs on like the bottom of the yeah, ocean, like yeah. right on a trench type yeah. type animal, right? That's cool. Um, How much did that one go by? That is only $15. <laughs> and that eats like nothing. Like, you could probably put, like, um, like when you finish eating, hold your plate over its enclosure, scrape the crumbs in there. That's good. That'll keep it going for a while. Yeah. So there's no real, like, cost of ownership of a pet like that. You just have to buy it, and then you're good. Yeah. And then, so, so that's Ken the Bug Guy. Seems really, really cool. Um, don't be put off by his website. Um, get on there. I think shipping is pretty reasonable. I don't know how it's done, really, because uh, Joe right here is actually going to try to buy one of these so we can kind of give you a little more rundown of how it is. Um, looks like he's just like an average payment portal. <laughs> Joe might actually have to buy one of these <laughs> to well see how it. it's like. So he fills that out. I'm going to show you. I'm going to take you guys to another uh, bug retailer online this one is a little more i don't know if it's as creative as ken the bug guy but it is bugsinsiberspace.com uh this guy uh he sells also just your average you very just like just average insects um he has more mantises it looks like where the other guy specializes more in scorpions and arachnids 
Another interesting niche about this bugs in cyberspace.com, he actually sells dead bugs. Um, I didn't know, that, I don't know the market for that, but apparently he sells them. So if you're into like dead bugs and like mostly for decoration or make it look like you have a cool pet and you're going to say they're always sleeping, um, <laughs> that's where it's at. Very economical. Um, food costs like zero. Uh, zero. Two dollars um, for a ladybug. If you if you live in a place you don't have ladybugs, two dollars to a ladybug. No food costs, nothing up front. Yeah, you don't even need an enclosure for it at that point. You yeah. can just, you could keep it in your bed and be like, oh, this is my. It likes to sleep in my bed because it's cute when dogs do that. Why not a ladybug <laughs> or a centipede? Same thing. Yeah, same thing. Uh, just quick update on the, the on the checkout process at uh, kenthebugguy.com. Uh, so you have two shipping options, and this is this is if you're buying the uh, white spotted mite that I mentioned a moment ago. So if you think like it'll be fine, then you can order using the no live guarantee two day <laughs> shipping, which does not include a live guarantee. So if the pet dies en route, it's all you can do is cry because uh, it's just it's sad when any pet. Or dies. or I, as I just mentioned. Still show it off to your friends and family. Just, all all that is lower um, cost, long-term cost. It's true. Uh, or if you really want to try raising a live insect, uh, then you can pay for the the live guarantee shipping, which is overnight, uh, and that is going to be $49. Um, and so if it arrives um, deceased, then you will get a, a replacement. Uh, and a replacement insect sent out to you, which is pretty sweet. Uh, so that's $49 when you tack that on to the uh, cost of the mite. We're looking at uh, only $64, which is not bad for a pet. Yeah. And then you never, basically, you're, that's good. Yeah, you're that's basically pretty good for everything. Yeah, because yeah. all you need is like a glass bowl, essentially. Exactly. So, yeah, a jar, a bottle. Uh, you could get a, you could walk out into the recycling bin, dig around for a while, find a Dasani bottle. Yeah, uh, this podcast is brought to you by Design, and then you got a home for your pet. Yeah, that's so pretty cool, pretty good setup. Um, so shipping is a bit expensive, but that's the live guarantee. So yeah, that's the paper quality. That's I mean, that's what we're looking for here. That's the economy. So yeah, so that's kind of so if you're into that market, just go for it. That's bottom line on the crawl 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 cast today is if you want an insect, buy an insect. If you want it alive, pay an extra. Is it twenty dollars or is ten dollars for sure? Uh, an extra twenty dollars. That's pretty good. Um, so yeah, and, and one one other great benefit of having an insect or a bug as a pet, in my opinion, is that a lot of these animals are happy being solitary. Oh, so true. you don't have to necessarily worry. You know, if, if you have a dog, and you leave it home alone all day, that's very sad, and it will probably, you know, it won't enjoy its life as much. But if you leave a scorpion or a spider or a ladybug home alone all day, it doesn't mind. It's just going to kind of sit around, forage, enjoy the the heat, the warmth of the of the sun, uh, or of the the lamp. And uh, when you come home, it's there. It's hanging out with you, and so it's cool. Um, so if you don't think maybe you have enough time for a more con- traditional pet, I think an insect can be a really really great alternative. Yeah, and then just to give you it's just like a. Uh an idea about how low cost it is um, once you have that animal. Um, on bugsincyberspace.com, he sells like complete habitats, like a mantis habitat kit, only $8. Um, 
pretty pretty reasonable. Um, you want a desert beetle habitat kit? You're only forking out twenty bucks, um, and that and that comes with um, the enclosure, some food, a nice little log for them to play on, another little looks like a dried up cactus exoskeleton to play in, like just all around good quality um, habitat for the animal. Yeah. And like bugs don't need that much space. No. It's not much at all. Bert, if you had, if you could order any pet from Ken the Bug Guy, what would you order? Um, I think I go more. I think I go to the mantis region. Mantis region. Okay. Cause I've seen some, like looking on the website and like just seeing some mantises in life at like some like I went to a bug museum in oh. Thailand. Um, really cool looking manti. Uh, look like some look like leaves. Some look like flowers. Some of them are a pageant. Pageant. <laughs> Um, Utah insect. Some, some of them are religious. <laughs> Love mantis. <laughs> Praying mantis. <laughs> no, it wasn't a mantis Utah joke. That one was because they, uh, a lot of them are known for their prayers. Um, yeah, so I think the mantis is. Plus, it's like I mean, when I was younger, I used to catch mantises and kind of raise them oh, a little nice. bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's different shades of colors. Um, that's kind of what I'd go to. Um, Joe, what do you think would be, uh, what is the hardest part about raising uh, an insect? I think it's societal pressure because it's just not that widely accepted. Like if, if you say, hey, I've got a pet, uh, I've got a pet arachnid, a spider. I've got a pet spider. People often have a very negative reaction to that. They think you're a weirdo. Uh, and so you kind of have to deal with that. People not really understanding the you know the underground world very much the the 90 how many is it how many is it 90 quadrillion no 10 10 quadrillion yeah no, or one quadrillion the quadrillion um, uh, friends that we yeah it's 900 we, million per, per yeah yeah, yeah, the, yeah that's right thank you the one quadrillion uh friends that we share this earth with a lot of people don't understand them very well and so you have to deal with that misunderstanding but uh, I think once people get to know your your arachnid or scorpion or millipede or ladybug, they will come around. They'll start enjoying it. So you just have to get past that initial shock. Yeah, and like as we stated before, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, um, kind of, kind of because they are they are different, you know. And like I was talking about societal pressure. I mean, if you're on Tinder and you're swiping. It's, odds are you're not going to swipe on the girl who has the praying mantis in her picture right now. Well, you're not swiping right. The average person is not swiping right. Average but, but if it's a cute puppy, every girl is going to swipe on that guy. But if he's holding a mantis or a tarantula, I think it's not quite there yet. I hope in the future we might be able to break down those barriers a little bit. But as of right now, we have a lot of work to do. I think that all starts with Kind of jumps into our segment about cohesive living with our crunchy brothers. Yeah. <laughs> um, Great segment title, Bert. Yeah. That's, kind of, that's one of my big things here is uh, doing segment titles for the show. Um, but So, yes, me and Joe just kind of want to just brainstorm with you guys, our fellow listeners, on like how we can get more cohesion uh, living with these animals. Because we've stated multiple times. There's a lot of them, there's less of us, there's a misunderstanding. How can we bridge that gap? Yeah. Um, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for me, 
education, better education. Um, you know, a, there are a huge number of people who are just terrified of spiders when 99.9% .9 of spiders pose no threat to humans. And even the ones that do pose a threat, I mean, there's a good chance if you're listening to this podcast, you live close enough to a hospital that you would never be actually harmed yeah. by a spider. Bite. And the good odds are you probably don't live in Australia where 99.9% .9 of that 0.1% live. <laughs> That's true. Very true. Some scary spiders. Bert and I, once we were in a cave, just Bert and I have been in actually a good number of caves together, <laughs> now that I think about it. Uh, and in this cave, there happened to be a spider eating a dead bat. Um, and it was really cool. It was a little bit scary at first because we didn't really know what we were seeing. And we thought, oh boy, I hope I'm not next after that bat. Uh, but we got outside and we did a little bit of research. And it turns out that spider actually is not venomous at all. Uh, it just eats dead bats. So a lot of spiders really respect the circle of life. Yeah. And uh, they, they live in a very sustainable way. And they're not out to hurt, to hurt us or harm us. A lot of them eat mosquitoes around the house. Yeah. And no one like that. Like mosquitoes make a horrible pet. Don't, <laughs> don't kill a mosquito for a pet. <laughs> so next, and along with the education, I think the very the first step of education, as Joe mentioned, is we have to be aware that these things do, like these animals do exist. Like everywhere we step, they're underneath us. They're flying around us. We gotta stop being in denial that oh, I live in a clean, cleanly planet. There's bugs everywhere. Let's be honest. Yeah. Why not? Why not get more? Right? We need more bugs in this world. I'm sick of walking around without seeing any insects for a whole day. I know. It's boring, man. Look yeah. at how fun it is if we could have even a one hundredth of a percent of the total bug population if we saw them every day. Whew, be exciting. There's so many different kinds. It's like such a variety. Like you don't. Like you don't. You we, we, you could see a different bug like every minute of your life and not get through all of them. Dude, that's true. That's crazy. But so I think that's the first thing. So like with education, first we have to be aware, get better educated. And then also I think just I think bugs one of those things if you leave them alone for the most part, they'll leave you alone. Yeah, agreed. Like like, like ants, they're not really gonna attack you unless you're peeing on their ant home or something. <laughs> yeah. Boy scouts do. Yeah. Young people, only young people would do that. Um, not guys in our twenties. Um, yeah, I, I mean, they're just, yeah, they're not they're not aggressive things. Yeah, like a wasp nest, they're not gonna take it as a poke. Unless it's African killer bees, then they might swarm you for just being near near them because they're very territorial. Yeah, but like, just so just, carry some bait, like carry some meat with you, and then if they start chasing you, toss that. They'll go for that meat, and then you're good. So yeah. it's pretty so, easy to, to I think you know, live in harmony with our pets. Yeah, so, and I think before the show, Joe mentioned to me, he had three rules for cohesive living with our country brothers. Our country brothers, you please um, share the, those three things with the audience. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, my three rules for living in harmony with our crunchy brothers are honesty, empathy, <laughs> And open-mindedness. If we if we treat our, our crunchy brothers with those three attributes, we can live in harmony because um, we'll know what they're why they're around us. They'll understand why we're around them. And as long as we're open-minded, keep our hearts open, 
we can have a great time, just, you know, give back to this world that's given us every so much and uh, we can form a great uh, multi-special uh, multi society with, yeah. these, with these crunchy brothers. Yeah, thanks for sharing, Joe. <laughs> the all-star listeners really appreciated that. <laughs> <laughs> so just lastly, just about, like with cohesion, do you remember what they do for us? They're very important in the, in the, uh, in the circle of life. Um, not only are they like the bottom of the food chain for many other species, or like they also help decay um, animals or plants for the soil to create for so plants can grow. So we have food. So like very important part of of the of the circle of life. So shout out to you insects. Thanks for doing what you're doing. Um, so just a little story about that. So our tender pet moment of the week. Yeah, and so our favorite, so our tender pet moment of the week when it comes to insects, this was a shout out to uh, Grandma Dixie. Uh, uh, she was my grandmother. Uh, she passed away a few years ago. Um, her, her, uh, she's buried in the avenues, uh, grave, um, mm, uh, cemetery is what they're called. Nice. If you want to know, if you want to go visit her and thank her for this knowledge, I'm gonna give you. Go ahead. It's on the link in our bio. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tag it. I'll put a, I'll put in a location. I'll share the location. Um. But so, so, so she taught me at a young age, so whenever she'd find a spider in her home, she always would tell the spider, she gave him, there, there was two rules. The first rule, when the, when the spider came in, the first time, uh, she would just catch it and let it go. And then she would give it a pep talk because she was very understanding about, she understood new curiosity, brought it in, or search for food or warmth, but the spider does not, did not belong in the home. So she would take it out and release it. If she found, she'd tell the spider that if that spider was found in her house again, then she would have to exterminate the, the insect. So she gave every every bug in her house two chances, um, and she didn't do it like without like telling them the circumstances. And it just really stuck with me. Um, as far as I know and remember, there was never a spider that entered her house twice. Um, so it's a pretty cool just idea, and what and what you can do with like. When you have that mutual respect and uh, instead of first instinct is to squash it when you could just put a piece of paper under it and put a cup on it and release it outside. So yeah. thanks, Dix. Yeah, thank you, Dixie. That, that's that's great. I mean, I think she was very honest with the pets or, or with the insects, right? She told them exactly what her expectations were. And they understand. They're open-minded. They're like, all right, yeah, we share this world. Yeah, empathy. Yeah, she empathized with them like on, on how they came in and, yeah. and they understood that there's probably a reason for it. Yeah. So yeah, it's awesome. That's the way to go about it. That's the way we need to treat these uh, these wonderful crunchy brothers. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> uh, we're gonna take them just a quick moment, and, and I want to thank a sponsor, or a sponsor, just one more time. Um, that's Ken's uh, Ken's Ken the bug guy. Ken the bug guy. Um, he's a great a great sponsor. Been a great friend of the podcast, um, and uh, we're he's we're proud to present uh, our. Uh, whoa, did you whoa, hear that, whoa. Was that Was that a cat? Weird, because today it's Crawlcast. <laughs> Crawlcast. So today we are going to present, instead of a cool cat of the week, we're going to present the Crawlcast Creepy Crawler of the Week. Sorry, an ad came up on my uh, animal sound, and now some advertisements. Ah! ah nice. So we're going to present, so this one actually comes from us all the way from uh, Canada. Um, her name is Vanessa Arachno Vegan. Um, <laughs> so 
So I just want to read, uh, read you her bio first, and then we'll kind of describe a little bit of what um, she has here. So she says, first of all, she's honest with us. She says, I have no idea what I'm doing on Instagram or in general. <laughs> and then she gives us, she tells us what she does. I post spider pictures, spider photos, close-ups taken with a macro. Don't say I didn't warn you. Emoji spider uh, web emoji Canadian flag. Um, and pretty much her feed is, she's honest with us, it literally is close-ups of spiders. So pretty cool. Really cool. Uh, I don't know where they come from. Looks like she does give us a little bio for every single oh, one. this is great so education. Cool. Yeah. She only has, uh, she has 1,200 followers. Wow. Looks like she lot. posts, let's see here, we usually tell you how many posts, oh, that was an hour ago. Like she posts about every day is all, yeah, so that's yeah. pretty nice. So you get Perfect. a nice little creepy crawler on there for you. Um, shout out to her for making an all spider uh, Instagram. You'd be surprised how few there are out there on the web. Stunning one, the number. Really sad. Really, really sad. But she does great work. Uh, very cool account. We'll be following her. Uh, and so if you'd like to find this account, follow us. And then follow the people that we follow. And uh, you'll find a great a great page full of arachnid friends. Yeah, and then and once you follow her, actually, there's a lot of cool. If you're into spiders, like they like a lot of cool. Like um, what's the word suggested for you on there right now? We have our, our close second was Aaron's arachnids. Not very clever with the name, but just big spider with anyone interested. So that's cool. Um, our next one was the spider shop. Tarantula lover, just a lot of cool accounts. Check them out, give them a follow, give them a few likes, and promote uh, what they're doing out there. Yeah, that's right. All right, well, this has been our Crawlcast Cool Creepy Crawler of the Week. <laughs> little remix for you there, just like our normal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no so again, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we got some big surprises coming up for you. Um, mm. We're starting to get some merch ready for purchase. We'll give a few giveaways coming up. Yeah. Get, get stoked. Get excited. Um, we're just grateful for the support as always. Yeah. Just out here doing our thing. If you've got any recommendations for what kind of merch we should make, uh, let us know. Uh, comment on Twitter, on Instagram. Hit us up on Facebook. Comment on our SoundCloud. Leave a review on iTunes. We can make literally any kind of merch. Yeah. Um, the opportunities are endless. If you have a cool catchphrase, let us know. If you think it'd be cool to have uh, podcasts, swimsuits, or podcasts, water bottles, let us know. We can yeah. we can do anything. Yeah, really. No true. problem. No problem. And like, yeah. And so maybe I have so our first item. I mean, you'll see it on the Instagram. Probably just gonna do a giveaway where we're gonna give away one of these items. You'll see the picture of it. Where right now we're in the marketing phase of it. Um, and right now we just did our first demo and it looks great, but then maybe the event is going to be just post what you think the, the, what we should make podcasts, like what type of item and the winner with the best item wins that uh, thing and then we'll make that item for them. Too. Oh, that'd be fun. I'm down. Yeah. So stay I'm tuned. Down. All right. So, and you just have to post these after. So that probably would have already been, we may have already done that giveaway. So just be, be aware, be yeah. on, be online. Stay on your toes. Stay plugged in. <laughs> Never go off the grid. Yeah. <clears throat> thanks for tuning in and for great always, work today. Hey, Joel, thanks for being here. Glad we can do this again. Indeed. Been a party. 
And uh, we hope to see you all. Uh, Soon. You and your six or eight-legged friends um, next time. Or winged friends, also. Or winged friends. It's all, yeah. You know, plenty of options. Plenty of options. Oh, crawl cats. Or crawl. Everything in <laughs> Welcome to the pack. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think pretty much only crickets and dragonflies. Dragonflies. <laughs> oh, man. Man, That'd cool episode, yeah. Cool episode, cool episode. It's, it's kind of nice to do to do something different, nice to change up. Yeah, I'm sure the fans, I'm sure the fans will appreciate it as well. Yeah, totally. How long was that one? Forty-five minutes. I think it was a-